Hebrews chapter 7 verses 4. It says, now, now consider how great this man was. Could he say this man? Unto whom even the patriarch Abraham, it was speaking about Melchizedek, gave a tenth of the spoils. Come on. Abraham at this point of his life didn't even have children. But he was modeling honor of a man of God. The man's name was Melchizedek. Even when a father honors a man of God, he is teaching his children principles to be able to lay hold of the wealth of the sinner. Are you hearing me today? He is giving his children inheritance to learn that true honor, you will have divine exchange. Come on, somebody say amen. And verily, did, that's why when Jacob went to Laban's house, he said to Laban, when I came to your house, you had little, you had nothing. And God has blessed you because of me. And even though he could have stole his daughters and run away, he honored him by working 14 years. He learned that from his father. Come on. He learned integrity. He learned loyalty from his father. Come on. And, and, and verses 5, and verily they of the sons of Levi, are you see that, who received the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes, to take tithes of the people according to the Lord, that is, of their brethren, though they come out of the loins, in the loins. So all of Abraham's children, it, it came, when Abraham gave birth to Isaac, it, everyone else that came down, came out of it, he's the father of them all. Are you hearing me today? But whose descent, hear what it says here, is not counted from the, them that received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that had the promise. And with all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. Let's skip that to verses 8. And here men that died received tithes, but there is he that received them of whom it is witness that he lived. And verses 9 is a punchline. And I may say so that Levi also received tithes, paid tithes in Abraham. So when Abraham was honoring Melchizedek, Levi that was in his loins was reaping an inheritance. Are you hearing me today? The Bible says the Bible, a good man leaves an inheritance. Well, while Abraham was honoring Melchizedek, even though Abraham had the promise, he was honoring Melchizedek to trigger the manifestation of the promises he had that God spoke over him. Are you hearing me today? Because every promise has to be activated for you for it manifests. So even though, even though Abraham had the promise, he honored Melchizedek, and while he is honoring Melchizedek, Levi was that was still in his loins as a seed, was receiving an inheritance. From the action of his father Abraham. Are you hearing me today? For he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. I want to let you know, Father, that there are some things you might be able to give your kids tangibly. In money form. But the honor you pay today. Oh, Ribosanda. I might not have enough to take care of my grandkids financially. 
But the honor I pay today to men of God that God has put in my life, it will be able to give an inheritance to Jeremy's children and Jordan's children and Giselle's children and then their children also. So there are some of the, there are some of the legacy that I will leave behind and some of the inheritance of my children that will come on my actions today. Are you hearing me today? You got to understand, without a father, you have no inheritance to pass on to you. Without somebody that is obeying principle, there is no inheritance for your children. And as you connect to a father, a father's job is to leave an inheritance behind. That's why the Bible says, when you first father or mother forsake you, the Lord will take you up. It means that if your father don't have a good relationship with you and your father don't want to have nothing to do with you, it's okay. God said, I'll be a father to the fatherless. And I don't see, will I be a father to the fatherless? I will touch the hearts of real fathers to become a father to you so that you will have a spiritual, a spiritual and financial and physical inheritance if you honor your fathers and your mothers. Can somebody say amen with this morning we talk? That's why fathers, you need to understand we carry the seed in us, in our loins, spiritual loins and physical loins. We are carrying the generations of tomorrow and our actions, our seeds, our seeds of honor, our seeds that we have sown will affect them. That's why there are some people after they die, everything stops because they never provided for the next generation. Are you hearing me today? Are you hearing me today? So what is the job of fathers? Do I wear the best? I might not wear the best, but my children will wear the best. I might not drive the best, but my children will drive the best. I might not eat the best, but my children... I, I live my life down so my children can... Exp Why? I'm not building my name. I'm building my legacy. 50 years from now, they will still talk about me even though I am gone. My legacy lives because I didn't live for me up front. I live for the legacy that I'm building. Jesus came and laid his life down that we could live. Could somebody say amen? So I might be able to wear the things I, I, I was thinking this morning when I was Jeremy's age. I couldn't drive a hundred and something thousand dollar vehicle. I was driving vehicle with nine hundred and twelve hundred dollars. Because I was sacrificing for him to go to college. And I was sacrificing for Jesus to go to college. I, was I couldn't buy all the things I wanted to. Because I was sacrificing for my generations. And that's father's responsibility. You know you deserve more. You know you deserve to have better. You know you should have more than you have. But I choose not to. Because I'm not just building my life. I'm building my legacy. I'm building for generations to come. I am putting together inheritances for my family. Could you say amen? I'm doing it for the kingdom of God. I build this building. I restore this building not for my family but for God's family. And then I'm building for my family when God finds a man that be able to lay his life down for others to live especially those that he has given life to. God will begin to reward that man. That's why God blessed Abraham like this. Because Abraham didn't live for himself. Before he had children, he had men who he raised up that he poured his life into. People that were 
trained in his house. He was laying his life down for others. And even though he messed up here and there, his whole life was for future. His whole life was for inheritance. He always speak about the inheritance that God told him was coming. That in his seed, all the earth will be blessed. What is going to happen to your seed if you don't lay your life down for your children, your family? You know, long, I could have made some crazy decision, but I laid it down for my kids. You know how many times I want to quit? I wouldn't quit because my kids are watching. When we connect to these men that God has given. Because some of us, our, fist, our biological parents have not left any inheritance for us. All they have left is an inheritance of decay. Of curses. And God has to change your destiny by giving you another father. Not only a spiritual father in heaven, but a physical, spiritual father on earth. Could he say amen? Someone that has the ability to understand their responsibility as a real father. Are you hearing me today? I, I, my daughter is in her 30s and for the last 12 years I've bought all her cars. I pay her car payment. I pay her insurance. Are you hearing me today? I'm not trying to boast of me. Why? Until she gets a husband, I'm her daddy. I'm, I'm the man going to take care of her. Are you hearing me today? Something breaks in the house, she calls me. She calls me first. I go, I check it, I make sure it is. Why? I have a responsibility. I need to let her know, you are not all alone, Giselle. I'm your man until you get a man. I'm your husband until you get a husband. I, am your, I will always be your daddy. Are you hearing me today? Are you, 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 husbands and fathers have to stand up and lift the burden because if she feels burdened, then she will be able to run and take any man. But when she has a father that she don't got her back, that is standing with her, that she don't have to settle because my daddy Jesus got me and my daddy Cassius have me. She can begin to wait a little longer. She don't have to settle for both. She can wait for Boaz. Are you hearing me today? I do the same thing for my sons. I treat them different because they're going to be fathers. So I teach them to walk by faith. That's why when Jeremy was in college, in the last year of college, I said, I will not be paying this year for you. And he said, Daddy, how come you're not going to be paying? I said, Jeremy, I already paid three years of college. $16,000 a year. I'm not a big shot. I have a lot of money. I paid three years of college, Jeremy. This last year, you have to pay. He said, but Daddy, you should have told me before. I said, your wife wouldn't tell you uh, two weeks or uh, ten months before that she's going to have triplets. She would just come home and say, I'm having three, having triplets, boy. I said, life don't prepare you for what's going to happen. It just happens. I said, you've got to begin to prepare yourself for the vicissitudes of life when life will just change. He started to cry and said, you treat Giselle different. I said, listen, that's a girl. You're a man. You build your faith and pay this last year college for yourself. It was like over $20,000. You know what? It was the first year he made the dean's list. When he began to use his faith. Are you hearing me today? Why? I'm not preparing him for some woman to carry him. I'm preparing him to, preparing him to be a father. A builder of my family's name. A man of faith. A man that will take his family through the storm. Are you hearing me today? 
It's not that if he couldn't pay, I wouldn't have paid. I made him feel that I wouldn't pay because I wanted him to use everything within him to stand up to the place to understand I have to begin to lay down principles and obey what my father lived so that I can begin to prepare a way for my own family. Are you hearing me today? The job of a father is not about all about you and how good you look and what you have. Some days I, 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 I am registered for college when my kids were going to college. I got accepted to college and had to drop out because I had to make sure they made it true. Are you hearing me today? Fathers sacrifice for their children. Am I the best father? No, I'm not the best father. But I, I try my best to honor my kids and honor what God says. Are you hearing me today? My kids are the only ones to say how good I am or how good I'm not. Are you hearing me today? But as fathers, we have a responsibility to sacrifice. Could he say sacrifice? The wood and the fire is you. And that's why when some people don't have fathers, God will connect them because the enemy, the enemy will try to, they short circuit their future because they have no inheritance. And they have to connect with some man that say, I'm going to lift your burden as my father. I'm going to help you as you are. You are my daddy. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you honor and favor. I'm going to be a Holy Ghost to you. I'm going to lift your burden. I'll wash your car. I'll clean your car for you. Whatever you're doing, I will help you do it because I want to lift your burden. And when I do that for you, your enemies become my enemies. Your friends become my friends. I want to make sure that you live a stress-free life. A child doesn't mean to say, oh, that's my father. You don't even call me. You don't talk to me. You don't bless me. You don't help I'm not your father. Are you hearing me today? It is a it is a connection. Two people laying down their lives to fulfill destiny. Are you hearing me today? It is so important because the transfer will not come unless there is the altar of sacrifice. Let's look at Joshua 24:14. Are you with me today? We're talking about operating in the supernatural, okay? Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity. This is Joshua speaking to God's people. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away your gods. Say, put away your gods. He was telling them, I am your father now. I am the, Moses is gone. Listen, I want you to begin to plan to live a better life. Put away your gods. Put away your gods. Tell somebody, put away your gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and served the Lord. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day who you will serve. Are you hearing me today? Are you hearing me today? There is a time as fathers, we have to come to our children and stop, and stop carrying our children and challenge our children. Are you hearing me today? You have to challenge them. I said, you need to make a decision who you're going to serve. Are you going to serve the streets? Are you going to serve money? Are you going to serve looking pretty? Or are you going to serve God? Choose you today. Put away those gods. He's not taking you anywhere. I want you to choose today who you will serve. Whether the gods of your father serve on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites or whose land you dwell in. But as for me, say as for me. You see, this is a place that many times people lose it. 
Because sometimes we become so afraid to offend our children. Or we're afraid they run out in the streets and become, you know, get killed or hurt. But you have to come to the place where you tell your children, listen, in this house, we go to church on Sunday. I don't mind you could do whatever all during the week. You could serve the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gittites, the Hotites, whatever you want. But on Sunday, we go to church. Are you with me? But he says, but as a real father says to his children, not only about me, but my whole house. Are you with me today? Well, you know, you don't want to force people to serve. You got to force them. Why? Because Satan is forcing them. He has them in bondage, captive. He has them in captivity and saying, this is what you want to do. Come on. I, I don't give options. Are you hearing me today? Ever since you've been coming to church here, I tell my kids, you got to come to church. There are no options about If you don't come, I'm not helping you. You, you, you got to lay down. As for me and my house. That's the job of a father. But you got to be in church. You get it. As for me and my house, serve the Lord and y'all go. I'm here too. You're going to follow me as I follow Christ. I'm not perfect, but follow the best in me. Are you hearing me today? The job of a father is to be an example and say, watch me. Watch me as I serve this God. You see me, you see me on Tuesday, come with me. You see me on Friday, come with me. You hear me on Sunday, come. You see me laying on the altars crying out to God, you do that too. You see me holding the mic. And listen, I've been doing this before I was even a pastor. While these kids were little, I would have them every morning lay out on the living room floor and praying for one hour with me. Listen, things don't just happen. You gotta lay down the platform. It is important as fathers to understand we have a responsibility to teach our children spiritual life. To teach them and position them and prepare them so that they will be able to go further. Because if you don't, when you die, your legacy dies with you. Let's look at Luke chapter 1 verses 15. Are you with me today? For he shall verse, for he shall, you hear what the Bible says? Speaking about the spirit that is coming at that time, it's coming up on John the Baptist. He said, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled, say filled, with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb, and many of the children of Israel shall be turned to the Lord, dear God. Listen, this is God rehearsing to Zechariah and Elizabeth what this child is going to do. You need to have a prophetic information about your children. So you know how to know how to raise them, how to pray for them, how to stand in the gap for them. Or else the devil will snatch them out. Come on. And he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And this is so important in these last days that the spirit of God have to now turn the hearts of fathers back to their children. Because a lot of fathers do not know their responsibility over their children. And God is saying this spirit that God had to take Elijah out of his father's house, give him a new father so that he could fulfill his assignment. 
Are you with me today? There was something Elisha's father wasn't doing that Elisha needed to fulfill his God-given assignment. And God had to tell him, leave. God had to do the same thing with Abraham. He tell him, leave your father's house. And go to a place that I will show you that God brought Melchizedek in his life. Are you hearing me today? God had to take Moses out of his house and give him Jethro. There are times that God has to pull people out because the fathers they have, it is not, they are not conducive for destiny in that child's life. Ah, Yadaboshanda. But as fathers, we need to understand that we have a responsibility to help to know, number one, where our children are going, know the destiny of our children, have an idea of where God wants to take them, enough to speak it into them, and then to be able to create the atmosphere for our kids to get to their destiny. Fathers is not buying the latest sneakers, the best car, the best house, the best college. Those things will die. A real father prepares the destiny for my children. They might never have a nice sneakers. They might never have a nice outfit. They might never go to a great school. But they will live and die and fulfill their destiny. We think that having fatherhood is getting the nails done and the eyebrow done and all this thing and, and making sure they had a quinceanera and make sure they go to the prom and spend $5,000 and this. Uh, no, that's not fatherhood. Fatherhood is discover where your reason why your children were born and then beginning to prepare the way for them to fulfill their destiny. Destiny. They might never have a quinceanera. They might never have to go to their prom. They might never graduate from high school. But I will make sure they fulfill their destiny. Are you with me this morning? Why it is we have so much crime right now? Why it is you see a young girl jump off a bridge? If she had a father that had no responsibility, he would have been close enough to know the devil is after my daughter. Listen to me. Listen to me. Doesn't mean that the devil don't attack our children. Yes, he's trying to bring all kind of crazy spirits on them and mess their mind up and steal them and, and take them in crazy path. But the father, he looks and he see another spirit. I was telling somebody this morning, you can fake everything, but you can't fake the spirit of another person. You might, you might change and you might wear their clothes, you might wear their hairstyle, you might duplicate everything, but you can't duplicate spirit. Once you speak, I will find out your spirit. There are times I sense things on my kids and they don't even know I sense it. And I don't want to talk to them. I go to God about it, about their life. And I say, Father, I lose this thing off of their life. I break the power that's over their life. I don't want to tell them because now they might be able to hide it from me and cover it up so I don't want him to hide I will know when it's gone based when I talk to them I will sense that spirit has shift come on fatherhood is not nice apartment and nice house and beautiful furniture we might sleep on the floor but me and my house we will serve the Lord we might not have internet we might not have television but me and my house we will serve the Lord I teach them how to appreciate little things I teach them how to give out on a little bit they got I teach them contentment our God lives with contentment I don't like kids that are disrespectful and ungrateful and complains about everything I don't like it we don't do that here you complain I am not giving you anything I will only reward you if you are grateful, if you are thankful, if you appreciate it, if you begin to look at the little bit and begin to acknowledge that we have a whole lot. If you keep on magnifying the little, I am not helping you. 
A father stands in the gap and tells the kids, you got to put away for tomorrow. Are you with me today? Somebody said, well, I never had a father. I never had a good father. My father didn't teach me those things. But we got a Bible. We got a Bible. We got a holy, heavenly father. And there's a whole lot of other mentors that you can begin to get close enough to learn from them. Are you with me today? And then wives and mothers, you don't try to make it harder for the father. It's already hard to be a father. Are you with me today? You know how it is to be a father? The father bears the Lord. Listen, the children, the children are the expression of the father. When he look at his kids, he get discouraged just looking at what he cannot do for them. I'm talking about good father. I'm not my fathers who don't do their job. I'm talking about fathers who are good. So a mother, a mother has to build a father up. That's what the father said. The Bible said, a wise woman builds a house. Say builds. You need to tell the man, you're doing a great job. You're a great father. You're an amazing father. Look how you're taking good care of these children. Yes, I know. All he buys pampers when the car. But so you, you got a major on the good. Come on. If that man is home and that man is thinking of his family, that man is paying the rent, paying the mortgage, that man is providing food, that man is working, that man is loving his kids, that man is standing with his kids, and he is going through the hell. He could run away. He could quit. He could get Susie. He could get Lucretia. He could run away and don't come back, but he decides to stay. You need to be thankful. Well, I'm a good woman. Forget about what you're a good woman. Let's talk about him. Why? Because the enemy wants to remove the one with the legacy. The one who has the legacy of the house. Who carries the seed of the house. The one whose name everybody in the house has. He wants to remove him so that the house will be nameless. So the mother has to acknowledge, babe, you're doing a great job. What an amazing father. Treat him like a king. Come on. Treat him like a king. I say a man want to be treated a king in three areas. He want to be king of the house. He don't want your voice to have more bass than his. Are you with, are you with me? A father needs a woman that, that the Bible said that Sarah called Abraham Lord. Are you with me today? Am I saying you must call your husband Lord? No, it means that's the level of honor. That you must say, man, you are so amazing. I see you come home and the king has come home. Say the king. So the man wants to be king in his home. If he is laboring and he is working and he is doing, a, he's taking care of his business. I'm not talking about King Kong. I'm talking about a king. Those are men who do nothing and they want the king position. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about men who are doing their job. They want to be king in their house. Nobody else should be king but him. And if he's not a good king, make him a king. Tell him how amazing he is as the king. Are you hearing me today? Donald Trump didn't start off as a president. He started, didn't know what to do. It is his staff that making him into a president. Are you hear me today? Then he wants to be king at a table. 
When he comes home, the table should be spread. Well, it should be equal. Yeah, that's what the devil says. Are you happy today? That's what the devil put it. It should be equal. Well, we should do one week. You do one week. Yes, that's good. But you are trying to bring the kingship out of this man. As he brings the queen out of you. Why did God give the responsibility? The Bible says a wise woman builds her house. He's not talking about paint the house and decorate the house. He's talking about build the father. Build that man that Satan don't snatch him out. There's a lot of great people in this house who could preach, who could teach. But the devil don't want them. He wants me. We know the sons could help out. We know the sons could do things and pay bills. Devil don't care about the sons. He wants the head. So the job of the mother is to keep the head in place. Are, are you with, is this too much? You, know, you can shut me off if you want. But he wants to steal. So she want to make him a king of the table. What she's doing? She's teaching the son now who see his daddy sitting on his throne. And he got his every day, his food spread out before him. She is shaping that man's mind to become a husband and not a dog. She is saying to him, this is how you treat a good father, a king, and a husband. So he's like, "Woo! I can't wait to be a husband. Why it is, why it is when years ago kids were getting married, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Now they're getting married 40, 41, 42, 40, because they don't see happiness in marriage. They see marriage as problems. So they're waiting longer looking for what they can't find. So it's the job of a good wife to show them. Well, he, listen to me. The man is working. He's paying his bills. He's coming home. He's loving his family. Treat him well. Thirdly, he wants to be king in the bed. You know what I mean. He wants to be king in his house, king in the table, king in the bedroom. He shouldn't be begging. Anyhow. Kings doesn't beg. The Bible says kings cares away evil with their eyes. You could read their eyes. All right, let me go further. I'm just leasing. I'm losing a whole lot of y'all here right now. Are you with me today? Because listen, when a man, when a man, a good man, I'm not talking about a crazy man. When a good man is treated as a king, he will treat his wife like a queen. Now his job is to bring the queen out of you. But men, men struggle. Low self-esteem. They got muscles. They got, they got all these thighs. That's why they're going to the gym and work out. Because that's where they find some kind of feeling of self-worth. That's why they always look in the mirror and doing all this stuff. Because they got to compliment themselves. Are you hearing me today? So when he has a wife that is telling him how good he is, how good he looks, and honey, you look so great, and not looking for the one wrong thing, but looking for all the great things, and sometimes overlooking the one little thing he ain't doing. Don't major on minors. 
I heard about Shanda. Are you hearing me today? I'm going to continue. I don't think. So as a father, I have a responsibility as you as my children to introduce you to the source of my blessing. How did I get this blessed? I'm not as blessed as others, but I'm not where I used to be. So it's the job of every father to teach their children, how did I get to this level? Come on! I have a responsibility to teach you what I have learned to, to cause you to partake of what I have also received from God. I don't want to spoil you. I want to teach you. Are you hearing me today? I have a responsibility to teach you to walk by faith and to walk in truth. Come on. That's why I see people just get married and they want to quit. I say, you can't quit. I wanted to get divorced a thousand times. I'm still here. One year after I get married, I wanted to run away. Why? Because life is not easy. You will feel like it. Stop talking it. I'm 32, 33 years in this thing now. You got to fight. You got to push. You got to believe God. You're teaching them. Are you hearing me today? You're teaching them fight. Life doesn't always give you what you deserve. It gives you what you're willing to pay the price for. In life, you're either preparing or repairing. And if your obedience is less than your disobedience, you'll do a lot of repairing. You're going to make sure that your obedience is more than your disobedience. Because if you live a more disobedient life than obedient life, then you'll spend most of your life repairing and repairing and repairing and not preparing. So you teach them. Are you with me today? So as a father, I teach my kids to live by faith. Jordan want a better car, believe God. That's what Pastor Jason did to me. When I was at Rosa Parks and I asked him for anything, he said, believe God. Believe God. I thought he was doing me an injustice, but it was the best thing he ever did for me. Are you hearing me today? Why? Because it not given me and spoiled me. He taught me that my living father who is above is a better father than him. And what he can do for me, my father in heaven could do exceeding abundant above all that I could even ask or think. Could somebody say amen this morning? So as a father... I know some people look at me and think I'm Santa Claus. I'm not Santa Claus. I'm not just giving people stuff because I want to make you happy or I feel like I could keep you by giving you stuff. I want you to live by faith. To teach you the principles that I've walked in and to mentor you, to guide you, to speak into your life, to activate your call and the blessing of God, to activate your gift and to deposit into you what I believe that is lacking in your life. Come on! That's why when Moses left Egypt and he was going on a two weeks journey to the promised land. Everybody who left Egypt was not Egyptians. I mean was not, was not Israelites. Some of them were the Bible calling a mixed company. And God said to Moses, step back, let me kill all of them and give you a new bunch of sheep. And Moses said, no, 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 God, don't, 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 don't kill them, don't kill them. You need to understand, you need to understand that everybody with you is not your child. Not everybody you call your daddy is, is yours. 
Are you hearing me today? You need to understand that your children will spend time. Listen, when the Bible talks about David went into the river and took out five smooth stones, all the stones were in the same river. Your kids are those that spend time in the river with you. Are you hearing me today? Those that spend time in the presence of God with you, like you. Come on, are you hearing me today? That the Spirit of God could take away all the rough edges and could be able to, to temper them and to smoothen them out and to take away anxiety and stress out of their life. They go through the same pressure like you. When the storm comes, they feel the same pressure of the water in the same river. Listen to me. That, that because you understand staying in this river, it is a preparation for assassination of Goliath. You cannot assassinate your Goliath if you don't stay in the water and let the water wash the rough edges off of you. So all the preparation you're going through, all the preparation you're going through, it is for your assassination of your Goliaths in your life. Ah, as you sit in the river and you spend time, you're being prepared to be released. And those that say, I am your son, but you can never find them. They are not going through the same process like you. So they will never go in the same direction like you. They still got an edge to them. And my kids have to be where I am. If they want to go where I'm going. Are you hearing me today? Are you hearing me today? Yes, it looks like other people are passing you. But when you sit in the bottom of the water, the wood, the hay, the, 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 the hay and the stubble, they float, they are light. They don't have weight in the spirit. So they look like they're going ahead of you. But the first storm that hits that river, you will see them like garbage on the side of the road. But you that sit in the presence with your... That's why the Bible says that Abraham, he had 500 and something men that he trained in his own house. They had to go to the same training. He had to train them and they went through the same training like Abraham he raised them up and they were not even his sons are you with me and then the Holy Ghost has to test your children are you hearing me today because some of our children are not appreciative of us are you with me they are not so the Holy Ghost got to test them to see if they will serve you if you don't do everything they say. To see if they will still love you when you reprimand them or correct them. That's what the Bible says, don't spare it. Because if you have to do everything good for them to love you, that's not real love. Do you understand that when this, do you understand what a mother and father has gone through to get you where you are? Are you hearing me today? You see some kids in the house, listen to me, the parents sacrifice. And when they reach 18, they want independence in the pen. What? You think you got your own voice and your own mind and you make your own decision? Really? Are you serious? That's why the father, his voice has to be more dominant. When that child said lifting your voice at five and six and seven, the father let them know, no, 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 no. You don't speak to your mother like that. You don't speak to nobody in this house. My voice is the only voice that has bass. It is a job of the, when a house don't have a father, then the children begin to create their own destiny. 
and they feel when they reach 18, they can begin to dominate the house. And the father in the house may be able to say, no, you don't talk to your mother. You don't talk to your sister. You don't talk to your brother like that. You got to be kidding me. You better begin to show love and begin to guide that child. Because when that child reach 18, the devil begin to tell them they feel you know everything. Until they fall in a pit at 21, then they want you to pull them out of the pit. Are you hearing me today? So when a house don't have a father and a father who is functioning, the children will never get to their destiny. So God has to test your children to see if they will carry out your voice. If they will do what you say, wash the dishes. It still starts with deep revelation. Your deepest revelation, I'm coming home, I want the dishes washed. I want the house clean. I want the beds made up and I want everything picked up. My mommy, listen, I don't want to hear it. We, if there is no, if you can't do that, no problem. No straightening of your hair, no sneakers. We are laboring to fulfill the destiny of the, are you hearing me today? When you reward bad behavior, you are sanctioning bad behavior. Are you hearing me today? And one child cannot turn one over the other because what the father says, when the mother says something, even if the father don't agree with it, he will sanction it. Are, are you hearing me today? You, you're learning your teeth that they must obey your voice. They need to obey and hear. Come on. Are you with me today? They look at to learn how to honor with deed and in posture. Are you hearing me today? You, it was a father. You, you, need to, you need to, when a child is disobedient, a father needs to say, no, 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 that is not, that's not, I, I look at your posture, I look at your attitude. Your attitude is, 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 is not a good attitude. You're not going to go far with that. So I'm going to have to set you right. I'm going to have to set you straight. But you know what, a father who does part-time, oh, don't worry about your mother. Don't worry about her. Because he's looking for favor for all the things he hasn't done. Are you hearing me today? But, but a father said, listen, I don't care if you're mad at me, but I'm trying to bring the best out of you. Are you hearing me today? And when people come to church and they come out of those type of homes, they have a hard time submitting the leadership because they find that you're roughing them up when you should be hugging them up and you're trying to set them straight so that they will get to their death. Are you hearing me today? Because some people never have fathers, so they, don't, they feel that like when you talk to them strong, you're mad at them. But you're not mad at them. I'm trying to get you to your destiny. I'm trying to get you to your future. I'm trying to give you an inheritance. Are you hearing me today? And a lot of pastors cannot do it because they are fatherless also. I gotta hear your voice. Are you talking like me? I gotta hear how you speaking. Are you hearing me today? Because if I don't, I gotta see if you're organic or if you've been listening to somebody else. Because when these, when children start to interact with children of different fathers, they begin to pick up the habits of other families. And then they want to come home and talk to you like this one talking to you. And you need to know they get contaminated with other spirits, other information, other desires, and other pursuits, and other dreams. They begin to tell you what they want to do. No! Are you with me? 
That's why God gave the family a father. So you will keep them alive. Say alive. They're carrying your DNA. Are you hearing me? I'm going to close right here. That's why my job is to teach you to function in the supernatural. Are you hearing me today? My, my responsibility is to introduce you to the supernatural life. Let's go to the book of 2 Peter chapter 1 as I get ready to close. I'm going to teach you to live by faith. In 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 2, the Bible says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge. Say the knowledge. Listen, that word knowledge actually speaks. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the acknowledgement of who God is and who we are in Christ. You've got to acknowledge. Through the knowledge of God, I am who I am. Are you hearing me today? And of the Lord, verse 3, according as the divine power, say divine power, had given unto us all things. Say all things. Say all things. That pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of his son. Listen, you need to understand this verse of scripture here now. That God is saying to us that I have provided everything you need. Could he say everything? Say everything. You have a decision to make. Are you going to live on the 34 level, the 64 level, or the 100 fold? Come on. But God has provided everything for you. He has given everything and have it available to you. You have to make the decision what level you want to live on. Could somebody say amen? I know today is a day I want to challenge your faith. What God is saying Whatever you want, if you can capture it in the word, if you can look into my word and see yourself having anything that I promise in the word, what you see is yours. Are you hearing me today? He says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Christ. He, he, as you get knowledge and you get a revelation, as you begin to see in God's word what is yours, I thought that the Bible was actually saying that I am giving, I have some stuff prepared for you. Like I have a Toyota prepared for you, a Honda prepared for you, a two-bedroom house prepared for you, and uh, 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 you know, different things prepared for you, and that is yours. If you can see it, you can have it. No, what God is saying, I have provided access to anything you want. You could determine what level you live on. I open the grocery door for you and you could go in and take whatever you want based on your mindset, your faith, and your understanding of what I have said. Come on. You could choose to live on any level. It's not that I have provided this level for you. I have provided everything for you. I am calling you to live at a top level, but you could choose to your revelation what level you live on. If you want to be able to live on a low level, that's up to you. On the middle level, that's up. you could choose to drive whatever you have. You could drive a Toyota, a Hyundai, a Bentley, a Rolls Royce, based on your level of faith. And it's through your faith, you have the ability to possess what God has for you. 
Then verses 3 says, And that he had called us to glory. Say glory. And virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding grace and precious promises that by these you might be partakers. partakers. You need to understand. Like I look at my son, Jeremy. I was about a lake house and I, I said, Jeremy, how much you pay for this car you have? He said, over $100,000. I said, when I was 32 years old, I was still driving an old $900 car. I couldn't have that. And God says to me, because you didn't know what he knew. You didn't have the knowledge he has. And I say, but what about your future? God says, he already has something in his mind for his future. He says, once he's willing to pay the price for the path that he decides to walk in, leave the boy alone. Are you hearing me today? And then God says to me, listen, because as a father... What you have done as a father, what you couldn't give them tangibly, you expose them to. He says, so your kids living in your house, watching me bless you and open doors for you, has impacted their mind. He says, and every time I bless you, you have given them the ability every morning to wake up in your blessing. When they wake up in the blessing that I've blessed you, then it is changing your mindset that now they are already on the level you should be on. He said, but because you have been through all this process to get here, you are seeing limitations. When they got up in the morning, they don't even know where it came from, so they look so easy to possess. Because they didn't go through the pain to get it, to them it's easy. He said, because of your blessing, you have given them exposure. He says, and now Jordan is at a level, he didn't even know. He just seeing blessing after blessing, goodness after goodness, favor after favor. He don't even understand how to get there. All he know, he has not been born for trouble. That's what a father does. A father exposes his kids to the next level. A father creates an atmosphere to let the kids know that you don't have to go through what I go through to have what I have. You don't have to go through hell. You don't have to eat crackers and cheese like we did. Yes, you have to go through the process. Yes, I pay a price. But son, you can pay a greater price to go even higher than where I am. I'm exposing you to this level. But how I got to this level, I was exposed to this level while I was down there. Now, you need to find levels that are above me and expose your mind to it because God has called you my son, my daughter to a higher level. That's why when you expose your children to those levels and some guy come and tell your daughter he wants to marry her and then carry her down on a project, she say you gotta be kidding boy. My father my father's basement look better than this. You better come better than this. I ain't leaving my father's house to go live in no basement or no attic. Listen to me. No, 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 no. I know you're all cute and thing but I'm telling you right now, my mind can adjust. We're going to fight in that attic. Because every time I get up, I will feel like I'm stifling. I feel like I'm living below the standard of God. And I'm going to attack you. Because I feel you have taken me from where I used to be. And put me on this level where I'm struggling. So boy, I can't be with you. That's what a father does to his children. He affects their mindset. He affects their actions. 
Are you hearing me today? But when a, when a child don't have a father, they will live in the attic. They will live in the basement. They will live in a room. They will sleep on the floor. They will go anywhere because they have never been exposed to something that is good. They, they, a guy will take her to McDonald's and tell her, girl, this is such an amazing burger. And she'll be so happy for a McDonald's and a happy meal. Not understanding if the father had taken her out to New York or taken her to some nice restaurant. And I show her, I give her candles on the table and begin to show her, give her nice cloth now napkins and begin to teach her to use the fork and the knife when the guy took her out she will not be impressed with those junk because she's been exposed by her daddy that's what God does for her he opened the word of God and he exposes us to his level and when we look through the word of God and see how my daddy live now I want to live like my daddy that's why the devil cannot pull you back down because my daddy has done too much for me I've been exposed to heaven I've been exposed to a level that I cannot live below the standard of my daddy God and that's why the devil can hold me down I'm on my way up tell somebody I'm on my way up my daddy has done too much for me that's why the father said if your father and mother forsake you I will take you up and expose your mind to another level could you say amen could you say amen say this is the lowest I will ever be That's why as fathers we have to push. That's why wives and mothers have to push the father. Because they're the atmosphere creator. Are you hearing me today? They're the DNA activators. Are you hearing me today? They pull destiny out of the children. And without a father, the child has no destiny. Their DNA will be contaminated. And their destiny will be altered. Are you hearing me today? As a father, we have a responsibility. That's why many of you, I take you as my children. You have to be careful as God begins to elevate you. You don't get contaminated. Are you hearing me today? Because you're going to remind yourself. Where I am is not where I've... That, this is not my destiny. I've got higher to go. Because the devil can make you feel you've arrived. <laughs>